Three, two, one. We are up. We are live. They they clowned it. They clowned TikTok until the president decided that he wanted to ban it. So TikTok, shit. I first downloaded TikTok in early 2019. Early 2019, I did it because Gary V told me to. Gary V told me to go on LinkedIn. He told me to start posting on LinkedIn, and I got a lot of success. I met a lot of people. I started getting a lot of engagement off of LinkedIn. And when Gary V said, get on TikTok, I was like, okay, I'm going to get on TikTok. And at first, it was a little strange. I didn't really understand how I was going to make content for this platform. I was used to creating, obviously, photos for Instagram, infographics. I was doing blog posts on LinkedIn. I was doing selfie videos on both platforms, but TikTok was different. TikTok was really, really different. It was a lot of obviously dance stuff, but vertical dance stuff, whereas I had only done horizontal widescreen dance stuff. It was also a lot of skits. It was a lot of just like gorgeous people, crazy lighting, crazy editing, just like all this kind of stuff. And I was like, this is too hard. I don't have this skill set. How am I going to create? for this platform. And eventually I just got over that. I remember my very first video that I did on TikTok was actually a TikTok of me getting my hair cut. It was a time lapse. And like almost every single TikTok video that you create when you first start, they make it go really, really viral to try to get you to stay on the platform and to continue to create. And you got to remember at this point, it's 2019. TikTok is still dorky. I was made fun of to my face and behind my back for even having a TikTok, let alone creating for TikTok. And it was dorky. It was like eight to 12 year olds. It was mostly girls. It was really just middle school, high school. And then over the course of 2019, it started to gain steam. People started hearing about Charlie. A lot of the big YouTube and Instagram celebrities started coming over to TikTok and starting to build audience. And slowly but surely, it gained more and more relevance in the culture. And then quarantine. And then coronavirus happened and you had all these people who had been clowning TikTok saying they would never download that app, saying they would never use it. All of a the sudden, they're home in March, April and May. And now there's really nothing to do. There's nothing to do. And so people start downloading TikTok. People start getting addicted to TikTok. People start using TikTok as their main escapism. And there was a real fucking community on TikTok. I'm bored in the house and I'm in a house bored bored in a house and I'm in a house bored. That Drake song, um, you go right foot up, left foot slide, left foot up, right foot slide. Like there were these real cultural moments during the first half of quarantine that were TikTok moments. I mean, TikTok became so powerful and to this day is so powerful that if you want a song to go viral in the music industry, it has to go viral on TikTok first. That's how Lil Nas X happened. That's how Savage happened. That's how Doja Cat happened. That's how all of these things happened. And so TikTok went from being the thing that people clowned to being the thing that the Drakes of the world knew they needed to take seriously in order to further their careers and continue to build. And so that's where we were, I don't know, I'd say like May, June of 2020. And during this whole time, I had heard rumblings, right, about TikTok's use of data, their data privacy, how it might be different. And I never really took it too seriously because for me, 
I've known since the beginning that these apps were harvesting our data, using it for often not necessarily nefarious purposes, but things that we wouldn't want it to be used for. But the apps themselves were so convenient, so entertaining, so enticing that we didn't care. And we just agreed without reading the terms of service. But recently, those rumblings have grown. Those rumblings have grown a lot. And that's because the president of the United States wants to ban TikTok. But before we get there, before we get there, let's talk about what TikTok actually collects, because that's what I spent the most time researching over the past hour, trying to figure out like, what is this data that they're actually collecting? So here it is. This is from TikTok.com, their privacy policy. It says, we collect information about the device you use to access the platform, right? So your iPhone, your Android, including your IP address, unique device identifiers, model of your device, your mobile carrier, time zone setting, screen resolution, operating system, app and file names and types, keystroke patterns or rhythms and platform. So that didn't that didn't shock me. That makes sense. They know exactly where I am. They know what my IP address is. They know what my device is. They know what time it is. They know what I'm doing with my thumbs and all of that stuff. And then they have, we collect information about your location, including location information based on your SIM card and or IP address. So I was a little bit concerned about the whole IP address thing until I realized that Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, are all doing the same thing. That was actually what concerned me the most is when I started digging into the privacy policy of TikTok, I figured out that they're actually not doing much differently than any of the other social media apps are doing. And the reason that TikTok's privacy policy is under fire is because they are owned by a Chinese company. They are owned by ByteDance. ByteDance is a popular company in China. They have their own video apps They bought Musical.ly in 2017, and they turned that into TikTok. And so why now? Why is TikTok being banned now? Obviously, the administration has known about TikTok for at least the past two years. It's been popular in the U.S. since the beginning of 2018. Easily, they would have known about these privacy privacy concerns then. Why are they thinking about banning it now? Well, My hypothesis and many other people's hypothesis is that it's because TikTok was used by a group of left-leaning activists to basically buy a bunch of tickets to Donald Trump's rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which made the campaign think that millions of people were going to show up. And then none of those people from TikTok showed up. Obviously, they bought the tickets in order to make sure that other people couldn't buy tickets. They gave fake Google phone numbers to the Trump campaign database. They just tried to fuck up the Trump campaign in relation to this Tulsa, Oklahoma rally. And you got to remember, this was the first rally. This was on June 20th, 2020, the day after Juneteenth. This was the first rally that Trump had in 2020. This was supposed to completely rejuvenate his campaign, and it didn't do that at all. And he was obviously obviously very, very pissed. So that's why I think he wants to ban TikTok. He wants to make sure that this kind of thing can't happen again. And he probably just doesn't like the app because that happened in the first place. So that's why we're talking about a ban. And when this ban broke headlines, I remember I was on Twitter and I saw all these people on Twitter. I was reading about how they thought TikTok had saved their life, right? 
And it wasn't just about escapism. It wasn't just about the fact that TikTok was addictive and it gave people something to do and something to watch. There are so many different TikToks. There are so many different communities. There's black TikTok. There's gay TikTok. There's trans TikTok. There's the far right TikTok, the far left TikTok. There are so many niches within TikTok and people were really able to find their community there. And they were also able to create new types of content. One thing that I've always thought was interesting about TikTok when I started creating for the platform is that it gives people who maybe didn't feel comfortable taking pictures or doing selfie videos new ways to interact, new things to do, to just create. It made it easy to create the music, the green screens, the filters, all the different things you can do, dancing and making it look like five people are dancing. So many options to make it easy to create. This was a home base for so many people in Gen Z, even people who didn't create, just being able to see other people who look like them talk about the things that they talk about in a way that was just different than the way people talked about it on Instagram and Twitter. People really, really connect and continue to connect with TikTok. And so this ban obviously shook a lot of people when it first broke headlines. And now I'm talking to you on August 3rd, 2020. And we're in a weird stage. So over the weekend, the president said that he's really intent on banning TikTok. But then he said that he actually might let Microsoft go ahead and buy TikTok. And actually, I should do a little bit of backtracking because I missed one key thing. The reason, other than the Tulsa, Oklahoma rally, the reason the administration is giving for wanting to ban TikTok is that at some point, ByteDance could be compelled by the Chinese government to hand over all of this device and location data that they have on Americans to the Chinese government, which could then be used against America in some type of US-China Cold War. So that is the basis of you know what we're talking about when it comes to the ban. And honestly, I think that has some validity. I think this is something that we're going to be talking about a lot over the course of this next decade as tech continues to take over and you have these rival American and Chinese tech companies. Who do we trust? Do we trust American-based companies more than Chinese-based companies? We certainly do right now. That's why we're talking about Microsoft buying TikTok's US operations. But anyway, let's fast forward to that. The president has basically told Microsoft, hey, you have 45 days. By September 15th, either you buy TikTok or another social media app buys TikTok or I am banning it. And that is it. And I think this is interesting for a lot of reasons, not just because a social media company based in the U.S. is going to buy TikTok's U.S. operations, but the fact that it is Microsoft, the fact that it is Microsoft. You know, I talked about the big tech hearing last week. And the one key, well, there were two key companies that were left out of that hearing, right? Amazon was there, Facebook was there, Google was there, Apple was there, but Twitter and Microsoft were not there. I don't know why Twitter was there, but I know why Microsoft wasn't there. Microsoft wasn't there because they have effectively created a brand that is supposedly B2B, even though their business is much more diversified than that. They own Xbox, a consuming a consumer gaming company. They own LinkedIn, one of the fastest growing social media platforms out there. And then now they might own TikTok, the most popular, fastest growing social media platform in the United States and also elsewhere in the world. And that's that's wild. That's wild. This company, Microsoft, that 
started with Bill Gates and has just branched out so much to become a consumer tech company, I think that is really, really intriguing and really, really fascinating. And that brings me to the next part of this, which is, okay, let's say Microsoft buys TikTok. Great. I think that's awesome. I don't want TikTok to be banned. I love TikTok. TikTok's fucking awesome, right? For me, though, the concept of China having my data does concern me a little bit. But with this privacy conversation, it's always about talking about privacy in practicality versus in theory. In theory, I don't want the Chinese government or the American government to have my device information and location data, right? Could be used for nefarious purposes, but in practicality, TikTok is just way too entertaining, way too enticing, and way too creative for me to delete the app from my phone. I just don't think the costs associated with having TikTok are high enough, and I certainly think the benefits are very, very, very high. And I think that is a conception that a lot of people share. We talk about privacy in theory, but we have to talk about it in practicality. And in practicality, in practice, in practice, you have to weigh the costs and benefits. The costs are very unclear because nothing bad has happened to me ever since I had TikTok. But the benefits are very, very clear. And the one last thing I want to say about TikTok in defense of TikTok is that there was a post by Le Bunny. Le Bunny. He's a black dude, great, very popular on TikTok, great content creator. And he made a post about four to five days after George Floyd was murdered about Black Lives Matter. And he basically said the following. He basically said, yo, if you saw this George Floyd shit, you haven't said anything about this shit, you are part of the problem. And at that point, I had not said anything about George Floyd. I think George Floyd was murdered on a Monday. This was maybe Thursday or Friday when I saw this video. So three or four days afterwards. And that fucking shook me. That shook me in a good way. Because the next day, I brought it up at work. And every day since, I've been a part of the movement. And I've been actively engaging and trying to do my part to push Black Lives Matter forward. And I think it would have happened eventually. But what I can definitely tell you is that video, that video by LeBunny was the turning point for me. And that was a video that I saw in my stream on TikTok. And that just speaks to the power of content and the power of TikTok specifically. So I don't know, man. That's all I got. I just hit my mic. That's all I got on TikTok ban. I hope Microsoft buys it. I think that's going to be a really, really interesting move for Microsoft. And I really hope they don't ban it.